Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise here for this week's Embedded Executive podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Cliff Ortmeyer, who is the Global Head of Technical Marketing for Newark. Hello, Cliff. How are you? Good, Rich. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So the reason I wanted to talk to you is because you guys recently did a study that um, really caught my eye. There's a couple of things that I want to talk to you about. And it's the, the part that I want to talk about has to do with the boards that makers are using um, in their process of A, prototype, and B, going to production. And it's both the makers and what I like to deem as the professional maker, the guy who's making one now, but has the potential to make a thousand later. So you good with that? Yep. Okay. So first question, and something that I struggle with a lot is that um, these makers are starting with what we call a development board, like a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino or something like that. And in many cases, they're actually taking these maker boards, and I'm doing air quotes around maker boards, they're taking them to production. In my eyes, that's a mistake that there's, you could certainly get it cheaper and you can get it into a better form factor that's more appropriate for application. So A, is that really what's happening? And B, why are they doing it? Are they just too lazy to go to the next step? Yeah, I think there's a number of reasons for it. Um, uh, actually, my, my background, I used to work for a semiconductor manufacturer and we developed development boards all the time. And uh, they were they're obviously very high quality. And when you think about, um, you know, the maker boards, as we'll, as we'll call them, uh, they really were meant originally just to be like, uh, to you know, things for people to mess around with, to learn and try experiments. But because of that familiarity, um, you know, they've actually grown in popularity. And as such, um, they've, they've developed whole communities around them. So uh, the, other, the other thing that I think is important to note is that the volume of these boards that are produced um, is is such that if there were major issues, you know, we see them. You know what I mean? We we get the technical support requests and things like that. So, um, they they weren't ideally um, originally meant to be uh, put into production, but the volume that they're put in uh, in all these applications with people trying them out, you find out where the weaknesses are very quickly and they do get fixed. And I think that's part of the reason. The other reason is a lot of makers and everything they haven't come up through the ranks of, you know, working in a, a particular environment uh, where you're taking things into production, you've got huge quality control issues and you're looking at every component. Uh, and the third thing is really the cost, you know, the cost and the ease of use. If you can get a design going and up and running, you figure why not give it a shot and that's that seems to be one of the big things that's really driving a lot of people these days because you know as well as i do the development time and the expense to develop a custom board is really difficult you know and and the manufacturers have seen this and they are actually developing things and trying to promote the boards as industrial boards i don't know i'm not sure if i'm buying it to be honest with you it it just seems like there's so much room to make the board that's specific to your application more cost-effective and the the right size and power level to fit your specific application. Absolutely, but the but the problem really is is how much does it cost to develop that board? And a lot of people have a software background now. A lot of people are doing programming and they've got great ideas. These boards allow them to take those ideas and bring them into the market. 
are they producing things at a hundred thousand pieces a year and going into you know uh, you know high high volume consumer applications? In most in most places, uh, that that's not the case. But for startups, it's the easiest way, and really, it's the only way that they can do that because they just don't have the capital resources to develop boards on their own. Yeah, I think you hit on something that I didn't even really think of is that in a lot of cases they just don't know how. So um, why not? Okay. All right, um, I'll, I'll go with that one. So my next question is, uh, there are a lot of choices out there. You know, we talked about Raspberry Pi and our Arduino and there's BeagleBoard and every um, CPU maker has their own development board. What's the right path for somebody? How do you, how do you know what, which is, is the right one for you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, from the survey results, uh, price and ease of use are really the two things that come out above anything else. You know, if you're a maker and you're trying to do something, you're trying to find something that's low cost. But once you get past that, it really comes down to your familiarity, your familiarity with the system. And number two, what can it do? Like if you think of Arduinos, they've got tons of IO and tons of options. So, you know, when I've been at trade shows and I talk to a lot of people, you know, a lot of people use these things for test instruments, you know, to do testing and things like that, because they're very easy to use. And a lot of them have grown up using Arduino. I mean, it was the original maker board, right? I mean, at least in, in my mind, Pike came around through in an operating system, um, you know, wireless capability displays uh, an OS. So that's really taking it to the next level. So price and ease of use are really the main things. And then you go into what, what am I trying to do and what board's going to get me there? from a functionality standpoint. The other part of that equation is, do you really have the community to support it? And that really is, in a lot of cases, that's the maker of the break. Um, things like the ESP series or uh, you know, Particle, they kind of came in um, you know, past Arduino and past Raspberry Pi, at least in, in terms of prominence. So they might not be seen as just a maker board per se, um, so therefore, they can get put into professional applications or makers that are trying to make a product because they haven't been seen as a maker board, even though they're highly used in the maker space. Arduino and Pi, on the other hand, in my mind, have a, a larger wall to leap in terms of basically what you said before. It's a maker board. Why are you putting this into a professional application? They started out as makers. They've got to overcome that, uh, that view, and, and, and they're making some traction in those areas. So when we've done studies in the past about CPU architecture, um, typically the reason why people use a particular CPU architecture is because they've used it in the past and they're familiar with it. And you yep. said the same thing about the development board. That doesn't sound like a really good reason, but it usually is the reason. It, um, it, yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. And I'll tell you why, because you know, uh, every engineer, I'm an engineer, you know, and we're all pressed to get things to market faster. So what's the best way to do that? Use something that I know. I already know how to program it. I can reuse some example code that I've used before. It's really that time to market that gives you that push towards sticking with a particular type of product or a, uh, an ecosystem that you're familiar with. It's really about time to market. And that's that's one of the biggest issues. As long as your product will do it, and you're within a decent uh, you know, price range, it's really about picking something that you can get up and familiar with because in the end, you're responsible for getting that product out and you're responsible for the end design. So 
you know, take the easiest path because you got a lot to learn along the way, especially with AI and machine learning and everything else that's coming down the road. Yeah. Now you mentioned something about the ecosystems around these things. Um, from, from what I've seen in almost every case, the ecosystem is huge. Uh, are, are you seeing the same thing that you're, if, if you pick one of the mainstream development boards, you're probably not going to find something, you know, almost no matter what you want is going to be out there. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. You know, from the, from the professional side, you know, we all have, you know, uh, people that we've worked with or, you know, our legacy systems, you know, ST, you know, microchip, uh, Cypress, whoever we've used, um, you know, in the past, uh, we're going to, we're going to stick with those as much as we can um, from, and that's because we've spent a lot of time in application notes and data sheets, and that's our bread and butter for makers. It's really about, Hey, I don't know how to do this. Where am I going to go and find that? You can go and read through a, a data sheet that's, you know, a hundred pages wrong or a hundred pages long. That's got errata, you know, additions to it, or you can go on like element 14 community or hacks or see what other people have done. Say, ah, that's a great way of doing that. You can get the example code and you can get up and running. So the community is an absolute essential when it comes to, you know, playing in the maker space because people are learning with these boards and then trying to expand their ideas from there. So absolutely essential to have a strong community backing there. So what does that mean to the folks who like this, the CPU makers who have their own development boards? Should they just be dealing with these other things that are so prevalent and, and not even bother doing their own? It, it, I, won't, I won't lie, it's not, it's not an easy road to, do, to make a, um, an embedded uh, development board that you'd want to get into the maker space because every, obviously everybody wants to, you know, Pi and Arduino, they're moving, they're moving up the channel, right? Um, and if you look at the traditional, you know, uh, CPU manufacturers, they want to move down and grab more, you know, early entrance into the space. And uh, really, it's all about uh, the ease of use and getting getting the information that people can uh, that people can easily access and identify with. So th there's not an easy answer. You know, we've worked with a, a number of people to help, you know, develop these types of community boards. And really, the make or break is how much information you put out there and how much support you have. The reason that Pi and Arduino is so uh, so well used and so um, you know has such a huge following is because you have people, you have basically makers teaching other makers. You don't have to have that huge support network like you would if you're a straight uh, semiconductor manufacturer. This is all interesting stuff, Cliff. I certainly appreciate you taking the time to educate the audience because. If you're a maker, this is um, near and dear to your heart. Yep, absolutely. That was Cliff Ortmeyer. He is the global head of technical marketing for Newark, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.